Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Thank you. 
Conference in North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Children of God, the Lord bless you all once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, who was, is, and is to come. He truly is wonderful, and we thank him for another day. We thank him for the ability to work, the ability to pay bills, the ability to eat, to walk, so many things God does for us. And he does them so consistently and so regularly that if we are not careful, we can take them for granted. But we are here this evening to let God know that we appreciate him and we appreciate so many things that he does. One of the things you you will learn, child of God, under the sound of my voice, is that the more you know about God and the more you learn about God, the more you'll know that he is doing for you. See, sometimes we don't know much about God. We we just think that, you know, things are just supposed to happen that way or just supposed to go that way. But when you learn more about God, this is why Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Jesus, look, you learn of me, you'll find out a whole lot of stuff that I'm doing for you that is that 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 you didn't know before, that you didn't know. You know, God is doing awesome, awesome things for each one of us. Some of us believe in him, in him, some of us don't. Some of us will praise him, some of us won't. Some of us will give to his work, some of us won't. But none of that changes the fact that God is doing outstanding and miraculous things for each one of us on a daily basis. I pray that uh, as God reveals himself to you more and more, because as God reveals himself more and more to us, it will cause you to praise him more. You look up, you ain't got a whole lot of praise for God. You don't feel the need for a whole lot of praise for God. That's because you don't have a whole lot of revelation of God. The revelation of God will birth and bring forth a praise. It will birth and bring forth worship. It will birth and bring forth wanting more of him, wanting to know more of him. If you don't feel it's necessary to praise God, it's because you don't have a revelation. You need to pray and ask God to open your eyes of understanding, to wake you up out of your deep sleep, because you're in a deep sleep. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Satan Will Hit You With His Word. You hit him back with God's word. Satan will hit you with his word. That's his job. That's his responsibility. That's what he's allowed to do. Our responsibility is to hit him back with God's word. We look at capital A, worship and serve God only, Matthew 4 and 10, John 4, 23. Capital B, behind me, Satan. That's where Satan needs to be. He doesn't need to be leading. He doesn't need to be calling the shots. He needs to be behind you and I. Matthew 16, 23, Genesis 19, 6. Capital C in our line, still maintain your integrity. In spite of what you go through and in spite of what the adversary do and his children may do, I encourage you, child of God, 
maintain your integrity, and you will be blessed in the end. In Jesus' name, Job 2 and 3, Mark 12 and 14, capital D, have you considered my servant? Understand that whatever the adversary does to you and I, he's had to get permission from our Heavenly Father. He can't just come in all willy-nilly, just do anything that is clever in his mind. Uh-uh, he got to check with God. So, so, so take it, child of God, as a as a uh, uh, promotion. When you see the adversary launching an attack against you, understand that, that God has given him that space. He's given him that opportunity. Not that he may destroy you. God doesn't lose Satan in your life, child of God, for you to be destroyed. He lose Satan in your life that you may get the victory. See, so keep that in mind. If that if that trial has come upon you or that temptation, hardship, or that difficulty, that's God's way of saying you can handle it because God will not allow you and I to be tempted beyond what we're able to bear. But with the temptation, he'll make a way of escape. So difficult times means that God has empowered you and equipped you to be able to handle that. Look at Job 1 and 8, Job 2 and 3, and it brings us on down to capital E. We're working on today, it is written. It is written. All right? We're looking at how important it is that, that what we are faced with and going through in this life, God has already spoken on it. God has already given us clear-cut instruction, clear-cut understanding. The more we know of what is written, the more ammunition we will have to uh, fight against the wiles of the devil. Luke chapter 4, verse 8, and it brings us on down to Luke 24 and 44. We will close out this message, this topic tonight, if thus saith the Lord. It is what? Written. We don't have to be trying to do a whole lot of figuring out stuff. See, that's where, that's where people get in trouble. You get in trouble with God, get in trouble with their walk with God, trying to figure out what you're trying to figure out. God said, look, I've already spoken concerning that. I've already, God said, look, I've already told you how I wanted that handled. Well, what are you talking about? Why, God said, why, why, why are you bringing anything back to me other than what I have already told you? In prayer, some of us being man, we be praying up. God, all he want to hear is what he has already told us. Because if you wonder what God going to do, he's going to do exactly what he told you going to do. Come on, children of God. Luke chapter 1, 24 and verse 44. Luke 24, verse 44. Let's get ready to close this, this message on out. Jesus said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled. What? That is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. This is, Jesus said, look, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled. That is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Capital E, it is written. Let us pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for another day. Thank you for the privilege to worship you and to search your holy scriptures, Father. You have given us but a short time in these lives. We pray, Father, that we use our time wisely and we use it in a manner that is pleasing in your sight. We pray, Father, that you will speak in our midst this evening and give us words of wisdom. Open up our minds just as you did the early disciples so that we can understand even more of your scriptures. Forgive us, Father, for our sins and our iniquities. Father, and we pray that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer. We count down in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen and amen. Capital E. It is written. Jesus appears to his disciple. He has to get these characters straightened out. 
because just what he told them he was going to do, they didn't believe it. Just where he told them he was going to be, he was. They didn't believe it. They told him that he did what he said. They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. And you'll find the main problem for all of uh, foolishness, foolishness, and, you know, I'm not going beyond what is written because, uh, you know, I, I want to find if that's exactly what Jesus called it himself. But the, the main reason for all of this, foolishness. And that's, that's what it is. When you don't believe what God has told you, when you don't believe what God said he's going to do, it's foolishness. I, people that end up in hell somewhere in life, they didn't believe that, that they was going to go. They didn't believe what God said about, you know, not being saved. They didn't believe what God said about not living for him. They didn't believe. They didn't believe. So they end up, they, they, it's foolish. It's foolish not to believe God. God cannot lie. Satan cannot tell the truth. We can do both. Come on, somebody. What? So what we've got in the cosmos, in unseen supernatural spiritual realms, we have a God who cannot lie. We have a Satan who cannot tell the truth. And here we are, little old man. Here we are, little old woman, that can do what? Both. So this is why, you know, we've got to be ever careful with man's word. We don't, have to, we don't have to be so much careful with God's word because he's not going to lie. We can't never believe Satan's word because he's not going to tell the truth. But with man, you know, anytime a man is talking, or oh, woman, I'm watching you because you can get into something. She can get into something. The problem, what, huh? Huh? One of the saints says, especially if they're doing a whole lot of talking, Proverbs says, where words are many, sin is not absent. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem Jesus had with his disciples. Here's the problem with men and women today. And this is one of the reasons why we want to keep coming before God until he do this for us. Because let me tell you something I've done, something I was. If God don't do this for you right here, you're going to miss this thing. If God don't do this for me, I'm going to miss this thing. Here it is. Here it is now. Here it is. But it's not something you can just bust out and just, just do on your own. It's not possible. Bible says in verse 45, then he opened their minds. Say, Apostle, what you're trying to get us to understand. Until God opened your mind, you can forget it. Until God opened your mind, you're going you're gonna to wonder what is going on, what is, what is all the fuss about, going to seem like nonsense, just like the women's words that came back to the disciples telling them that, you know, they didn't find his body at the tomb and that he's risen, you know, we don't, we don't talk to him. Their words seemed like nonsense to the disciples. So I understand, you know, I understand you all out there. 
because I understand that I'm dealing with two, uh, a, 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 a twofold audience. There are those of you out there that are listening to this broadcast, that are listening to this ministry, listening to this telecast, whose minds have been opened by God. And then I realize that there are those of you out there whose minds have not been opened by God. Now, when your mind, God says, has been opened by me, God says, then you can understand the scriptures. Look at what the Bible says. Then he opened their minds so they can understand the the scriptures. If you out there and you don't understand the scriptures, it's because God has not opened your mind. Plain and simple. God's word is so awesome that if God don't give you special revelation and special insight into it, you'll be looking right at it and still be talking something crazy. You'll be seeing what it says but not perceiving what it says. You'll be hearing what it says but not understanding what it says. Father, open our minds. Now, opening, in order to get your mind open, you've got to show God the sincere desire that you want your mind open. You've got to show God something. You remember the, the, uh, the Samaritan woman, the Lord is slashing in my spirit? I think she was a Samaritan woman. I don't, I don't know what she was, but she had like a sick daughter or something. And she was like, you know, want to get her daughter healed. Daughter was demon-possessed or something. And the Lord was like, you know, it's not right to take the children's bread, cast it to the dogs. She stayed right there. And she was like, yeah, but even the, you know, dogs eating crumbs that fall from the table. Jesus was like, all right, I can work with this. She got this persistence. There's a persistence factor in this thing. God rewards persistence. Why in the world do you think he allow us to go through suffering? Why in the world do you think God allows us to go through suffering? Because suffering produces perseverance, or, and perseverance is very similar to persistence. So God, you're wondering why I got to keep going through, why I got to keep going through, because God is trying to develop per- perseverance or persistence in you. There's some things that are not going to come with God until you don't stay right there with him. Stay right there with some trees you're not going to chop, you're not going to knock down until you don't hit it long and hard enough. You out there, you take two hits at the tree. It don't come down. You ready to quit. You ready to throw in it. Keep hitting it. Hard enough, keep hitting it. Long enough, keep hitting it. Strong enough, and eventually. Then he opened their minds. God wants to see some things out of you and I before he just opened minds. God said, I don't just open minds. Just just so. Opening minds goes to a special group. Opening minds. Now you better if you if God has not opened your mind, you'd be looking at scripture, you'd be like, What is this? What does this mean? I don't understand this. What is it talking about? You need to be praying. You need to be asking. You need to be seeking. You need to be knocking. Uh-uh, Lord, I got to, I got to have this. I, and my spirit goes to Jacob. He wrestled. Wrestled. He just kept right on. He, he, he just kept I'm telling you now, some, some of the things kind of joke about it. Man. Most of your people that have done a great work for God in Scripture could be easily classified as OCD. We got one of the things around here, you know. Most of, most of your people. Paul, let me get this straight, Paul, Apostle Paul, 
You went into that city. They stoned you, left you for dead. Some of the brothers had to come in and pray to raise you up. And you jumped right back up and went right back into the city again. <laughs> then he opened their minds. So you say, Apostle, what you what you trying to get? Whatever you got to do so that you can get to the then that caused God, that caused Christ to open these disciples' minds. Because see, until he opened our mind, then then we're blind. We're blinded by we're blinded. See, the Bible talks about how Individuals are their minds. Are unbelievers are blind. Their minds are blinded by the God of this age. See, Satan can blind your mind. He can blind your mind. Basically, put a blindfold over your mind. And it takes Christ to remove that blindfold. Then he opened their mind. Satan can come in and lock up your mind so that, you know, when you think about a house that's locked up, you can't just go in there any kind of way, even if it's your house. Uh-oh. Mess around, mess around at your house and don't have the keys, lock and don't have the keys to your own house. Your house, but you can't get in there because you don't have the keys. Satan can come in and lock up your mind. That's what, that's what happened here. His, their minds were locked up by the adversary. So Christ had been telling them stuff. They didn't believe that. The women were telling them stuff. They didn't believe that. You know, the scriptures were telling them stuff. They didn't believe that. You're seeing a whole lot that God is saying that you just don't believe. or You, just, you need to pray that, that God will open your mind. Open my mind. Open my mind, Lord, so I can understand what you're talking about. If God don't open your mind, what God is talking about will sound like this. See, God be speaking in tongues, too. You got to hear that with spiritual ears. God be speaking in tongues, too. In other words, God be speaking words that people that have his mind understand. People that don't have his mind, they don't understand. They don't understand. They don't understand. Then he opened their mind. Then he opened. So whatever it was that took place. Now, what was it that took place that caused God to finally open their mind? Well, one of the things, you go back to verse 36. The Bible says, while they were still talking about this. Well, what were they talking about? They were talking about the things of God. One of the, thing, one of the prerequisites to get your mind opened by God is you've got to be talking about the things of God. Even though you may not fully understand, even though you may not fully believe, even though you may not fully have a grasp of this thing, when God sees you right steady talking about it and right steady trying to put this thing together in your mind, right steady trying to grasp this thing, that's a prerequisite. While they were still talking about these things, the Bible says Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. They were all startled and frightened. 
frightened thinking they saw a ghost. But the Bible says he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your mind? So we got three things here that have to be over that had to be overcome before Jesus opened their mind. The Bible says they were startled and frightened. See, you you're not going you you got to get past a bunch of being scared all the time. You got to get past being frightened all the time, scared of everything, scared to do, scared to move, scared to try, scared to get scared, scared, scared. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. They were thinking the wrong stuff. He said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise? You got to get past doubt. So right now, we got four things already that's a prerequisite. Four, four to five things right now that's a prerequisite for getting your mind open. You got to get past some stuff. Jesus said, look at my hands, my feet. This is myself. Touch and see. A ghost doesn't have flesh and bones. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While they still did not believe, because of joy and amazement, he asked, do you have anything to eat? Gave him a piece of broiled fish. He took it, ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. Now, last thing. They had studied. They still ain't believing nothing yet. They still ain't going for it. But they had been studying a lot. They knew what was written. Jesus didn't make this reference because these were individuals that didn't know what was written in the law. These were not individuals that didn't know what was in the, in the law of Moses and, and in the Psalms and in the prophets. These men knew. Still ain't believing nothing yet. Still ain't believing nothing yet. But they studying. They studying. They're coming up out of their doubt. They're coming up out of their fear. They're coming up out of their unbelief. They're talking about these things. They, 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 really want to, they really want to get an understanding of this stuff. They really want. And the Bible says then he opened their minds. You got to show God something to get your mind open. You got to show God. You got to show God that you really, really want it. Oh, man. Uh, Last night, watching the NBA Finals, little fellow, Matthew Delanadova. Oh, man, this character here. Now, everybody knows about LeBron James. He'll go down in history as probably uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player of our time. He wins some more championships and different things. But he's got a little fellow on his team. Not that big, not that strong, you know. Can't jump and dunk, probably. You know, not the highest jumper, not the fastest runner. But this little character, they had to, I read an article today, they had to rush him to the hospital after the game. Had to give him the IV. He was spent. He, I mean, he was spent. He diving all into the stands after the basketball. The people in the crowd hollering, Daly, Daly. He was giving it every little bit of thing. He, anybody that he found himself on, people a foot taller than him, didn't matter. He battling. Loose ball on the ground. He diving all across people. People diving on him. He down there. I played against characters like this. And when you play against them, they are the most irritating little thing you have ever found. But when they playing with you, they are little things that you can, you can look at that little, car, a little character like that and develop you some courage because they ain't the biggest of little things. But they play 
with a courage and a place with a heart of a lion. Now, if they win that championship, if they win that championship, you know, of course, LeBron will probably get the most valuable player. But little, they ought to have a little trophy shaped like a heart and call it the most valuable heart. Give it to Matthew Delano Dover. If they win, and he keep playing like he's playing. You say, Apostle, what, what, what is the parable? What is the parable? This little character, if they, this little character is showing everybody that knows anything about the game of basketball that he really wants this championship. Oh, man, he's making like the least a little amount of money. I think they had signed him for like $100,000. Ridiculous little money. Ridiculous for, for an NBA athlete. But here he is when the bright lights are on. Yeah. He's showing that he really, really wants this thing. I guarantee, I guarantee and feel safely that the next time he signs, he won't be signing for any little $100,000 little contract. Undrafted, wasn't drafted. You know, you know how the boys that are drafted, they come on, they got their suits all on, number one pick, number wasn't even drafted. Come out of a little college, a whole lot of people don't know nothing about. But here he is, showing himself like this right here. You say, boss, what you what you driving at? When God see that you really, really want this thing, and you really will, then. He opened their minds. Part of God's reward for persistence, part of God's reward for diligence, part of God's reward for faithfulness, God said, I open your mind. I open your mind. Might not have a lot of money. Might not have a lot of congregation members. Might not. I, look, let me, let me explain something to some of you all out there. Understand my boy. I'd rather have an open mind and a handful of congregation members than have a closed mind and it'd be 10,000 of you all out there. That's me. I'd rather have an open mind with zero dollars in my bank account than have a closed mind and have $10 million in my bank account. I'm talking about me now. I'm just talking about me. Because an open mind, an open, then he opened their mind so that they could understand the Scriptures. An open mind to the things of God, to the Word of God, to the voice of God is priceless. Because when you have an open mind, when God has opened your mind, God can talk to you and you understand exactly what he's talking about. When your mind is not open, God be talking to you and you still don't understand nothing what he's talking about. An open mind is priceless. Open mind to any, so that you can understand. So that you can understand how God wants this thing to go how this thing is supposed to go. See, when you understand how a thing is supposed to go, you can look at a whole lot of craziness real, real quick and say, what? That's foolishness. When you understand. Now, when you don't understand how a thing goes, people can show you all kind of things. See, if you, if you didn't know what an elephant looked like, you didn't know what an elephant looked like. Joker can mess around and show you a, 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 a warthog. Tell you, now, look here. This is an elephant. You be running around talking about, yeah, yeah, that's an elephant. But when you know what an elephant looks like, can't nobody show you a war hog. Nobody can show you a rhino. Nobody can show you a hippopotamus. Nobody can show you a uh-uh. Not when you know.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.